Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we've got a, a fresh new guest for the LCR Media Podcast, though we've talked off air and on social media, uh, doing, uh, you know, tagging each other at work, on workouts and all types of fun stuff. But here we are at the huge convention live at Pod Row, and I've got uh, Ben Naiman. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yes, sir. All yeah, right. right. With b Services. Yes, sir. How's, how's it going, man? It's going good, Naylor. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing great. It's... Uh, first podcast so far for me i've been so busy like coordinating everything and talking to folks i'm like i need to record something like hey ben can you let's 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 bang something out real quick you know we're catching up you know off air but we got to get some stuff on air so people can uh uh all right we got some interesting (laughs) characters here that just want to want to just really uh mess everything up here but yeah there's some odd people around here today yeah i guess that's what happens when when you're recording live you know you you never know what you're going to get just random people come over and uh photobomb you so yeah we'll we'll see how that how that ended up being (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah Yeah, paul's all confused we'll tell paul yeah so somebody came over and just went in front of my camera and waved their hand and messed up the whole thing yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's all it's all good, right? Uh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> people are excited, I guess. I you guess got a lot of uh, different people here from a lot of industries. You got pressure washing industry guys here, and uh, I guess they're just pumped and yeah, excited, you know, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we, we we got a lot of fun stuff going on here. Yeah. So we're at the huge convention. First time that most of us or all of us have been here. Um, they got pressure washing, window cleaning, gutter cleaning, Christmas lights, landscape lighting, a lot of great add-ons to the lawn and landscape industry. I know Ben, you were saying we'll, we'll go in we'll go into your backstory in a minute because you haven't been on the podcast before. So anyone that hasn't heard you on Green Street Podcast or anything else, mm-hmm. we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get that. But first, before I forget. Mm-hmm. Off air, you were saying that you were, well, you know someone that you refer a lot of pressure washing to because you got away from doing that. You did kind of do that a little bit before, right? Yes, sir. Can you kind of go into that yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Uh, in, my, in my beginning years when I started BNL Services, which I didn't think was going to be, you know, I, I did a little pressure washing when I first started along with lawn mowing and, you know, landscaping and stuff. But I do have a buddy, uh, Nick Spinides. He owns a, he's a, actually, he's a firefighter and does pressure washing part time on the side. So uh, he's he's really knowledgeable in the pressure washing industry. He's done a lot of training events, and you know what what you need to wash, how you need to wash it. It's he's explained to me, and it is there's a science to to pressure washing. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of guys will start, you know, they'll go to the box stores, they'll buy the pressure washer, and they'll be like, yeah, I can pressure wash your sidewalk, two hundred bucks, you know, whatever. And it seems like. Uh, most guys are doing it for eighty-five bucks. From what I've been hearing now, it's a lot of, of course, you know the chucks in the trucks now. I guess that's in their industry as well. Yeah, they're everywhere, right? Yes, sir, they are. But uh, but yeah, Nick uh, Nick Spinides, he's he's a firefighter full time. Uh, he does pressure washing part time. His company is called Blue Water Pressure Washing, uh, located in uh, in Killen, Alabama, where I'm located. More my business located out of. So uh, any clientele that I have, we do a lot of mowing for, a lot of landscaping, light landscaping is what we focus on mainly right now in my company. Um, if, if they come to me wanting and looking for somebody to do any pressure washing on their home or building or even some commercial places, I've actually gave him some leads on commercial sites that we actually mow. 
So uh, what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll give them Nick's information, his card. I got some cards that I keep on hand in the work truck with his company logo and all his information. So I'll uh, I'll hand that to them and let them go forward with that. And then, you know, I'll tell Nick, I said, did you hear from so-and-so? Just check up and follow up and make sure that they got in touch with him to make sure that, you know, everything went smooth. If he got the job, if he didn't. And then maybe sometimes he'll, he, every once in a while, if I'm lucky, he may give me a kickback on some of the big jobs that he wins, but I, sometimes it don't work out too well. So, but I just, I just smile and wave at him, thumbs up, and just let him know that, hey, man, I hooked you up. So, but it's all good. But uh, anytime I can help a friend out, small business, anything, any small business, I'm all for it, you know, especially if he's knowledgeable and I trust him to do my own home. He does my own home. He's done it. I usually call him here once in a while, wash it two times a year. He does a really good job. You know, anybody that does a good job, I'll refer them. You know, anybody that gets back replies, you know, real quick. And now I know that is a challenge. And I know when our industry nailers getting back clients, it seems like when the phone rings, it's like you need to call them right back, you know. But we have so much going on, it seems like. But, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I refer him on pressure washing. And, you know, here today, it's just at the huge event, it's, I walked in the in the expo floor and I just was overwhelmed with the pressure washing. I just, you know, I know it's mainly all of that, you know, but it's a good thing for both industries to come here and kind of connect and get together like we was talking earlier. You know, it's a great thing, you know. Yeah, well, and, and you're a perfect example of what I was trying to kind of like um, not promote, but just kind of get the word out, you know, like because a lot of us hadn't ever heard of the huge convention. So as I learned more and more about it and folks um, that have come here in our industry that aren't necessarily as vocal or as big of a content creator. So again, none of us really have heard about it, but there's a lot of opportunities for those landscapers that want to get into pressure washing or gutter cleaning or things like that, or maybe they already are, or they dabbled in it and they're looking for ways to improve that, you know, refine, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So such as yourself, right? I mean, you yes, didn't, sir. you didn't come here for that, but you were, you were, you did do that once upon a time. So this would probably have been beneficial for you at that point, if you wanted to keep growing or, you know, getting more in, involved in that to do all that. So that's, that's kind of what the huge convention is all about. It is very overwhelming. It's packed. It's, oh, yeah. it's like a mini equip. Like yeah. there's so many people here. They're outgrowing this space that we're in. I feel like pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, a lot of opportunities to learn, but they also have those classes. They've got a lot of pre-show classes and then all throughout the day, upstairs and all the different conference rooms, ballrooms. And you can listen to a lot of you know, successful business owners talk about all types of things, not not necessarily just talking about pressure washing, but talking about business stuff like how to how to scale your business, how to be more profitable, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hiring, you know, building a team, having team culture, like so many different things, so many oh, yeah. motiv- motivational speakers, you know, yeah. like just just to really get you pumped and get you thinking above and beyond like the actual uh, like inner workings of pressure washing or window cleaning or all that stuff. Like, you know, out here on the, on the showroom floor, there's all the different services and equipment and all that to improve and be more efficient. But there's all the classes too upstairs that really help educate you. And, uh, it's, it's, I think it's been a really, really good opportunity. And and hopefully those listening in that didn't come and they were on the fence, maybe next year, you know, they can 
think about it because there's a lot of opportunities for sure. And, and um, you know, you guys can be a testament to that too. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Naylor, it's like you were saying, there's a lot of successful people that's been known and they have a lot of key opening events here. And it's, you know, if you're just now starting out in the service industry, which I'll just say the service industry, the last four or five years, you can agree with me, Naylor, it's just exploded. Um, and, Absolutely. And it's an important thing. And say, if you just started your business and you're in year one or year two, it's important to come listen to these guys and take notes and kind of implement that and take that back home with you in your business. And anybody that's on the, like you said, on the fence about coming to, uh, to the huge convention, you know, it's, it's an important thing. And, uh, you know, you can take that, implement it back in your business and it could be a great thing. Um, you know, from the ground up, you know, and, and these guys will explain to you and go through each phase from the ground up on how to grow and, you know, develop your business in years to come. If this is something you're wanting to fulfill, you know, fulfill, oh, excuse me, fulfill yeah. in, in the future for yourself and your business. And I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to come check it out, learn. You know, it's just like uh, Surface over here, Surface Logic. You know, you take that, for instance, that's pavers. You know, you spend... You know, you get somebody to come to you, paver patio in the backyard. You spend 15, 20 grand on your patio. You, you want to make sure you keep it clean, you know, because over time you got weather, you got all kinds of things that affect that. And you, you know, you spend 20 grand or 30 grand on a patio to install it. You want to keep, you want to take care of that and make sure that whoever you're going to hire to clean it cleans it properly. That's what they're doing. You know, it's an important aspect of, of all of that, you know, goes into that. And it's a lot of, a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of science goes into a lot of the cleaning side of it. You know, Nick's explained that to me over the years. I think he's been doing it about three years now. Uh, you know, and, and Nick, I'll go back to Nick. He, he kind of implemented that because, uh, he was on the fence about starting his business. I said, I said, buddy, I said, you're not going to go wrong with any service industry business. This was three years ago. I was having a conversation with him at Equip, uh, which was one of CIE. I brought him up there. I brought him up there three times already. And I think the first year he was really overwhelmed with it. And um, he said, he said, Ben, I think I need to get into pressure washing. He said, Nick, it's a very profitable business, man. And the way service industry is going right now, it's, it's blowing up, you know, and it's a great opportunity to do it. And uh, lo and behold, he's he's been pretty successful, and I'm very proud of him for that. And um, you know, it's it's you can the sky's the limit, and you listen, you come here, and you listen to a lot of these people that's had the experiences, went through the struggles, like me and you have. You know, even with the green industry, there's a lot of struggles you go through every year. Each customer, each clientele, every business that you work for, it's every day. It's it's a struggle. It's it's frustrating, but. Um, you have to remember why you started and, and where you want to take things. You know, I think that's important. And you come to events like this, it reminds you of why you work so hard and why you take so much pride in what you do in your business and your culture in your company. If you, you provide a good culture in your company and you can be reminded of that's important to have, you know, within your company, you know. I, I agree. And, and also the one... You know, I'll add to that, that being a business owner, being the owner of your business, you can pivot and, you know, make adjustments. And sometimes coming to places like this, like the huge convention, you kind of catch wind of an idea or you, you go to a, you know, you listen to a speech, a speaker, or you take a, a class of some sort that sparks a new idea, or maybe you just want to make some adjustments to your business or pivot all together like 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 you did and, and just say, hey, I'm just going to refer to this pressure washing work. It's just not mm -hmm. what I want to do for the future. And, and maybe it was at one point, but that's the beauty of 
owning your own business and the beauty of life if you live it and you stay healthy and mm-hmm. and and you know you, you do the best you can you have a lot of opportunities to kind of restructure things and and change change things up and you know sometimes people stop mowing lawns and they focus on landscaping or whatever there's so, so there, I don't think there's one single one of these businesses, you know, like in our community anyway, lawn landscaping, maybe even pressure washing company. They probably have a different origin story if they've been around long enough than what what they're at now. You know, maybe their goals were this or that. You know, they oh I only want one crew or oh, I want ten crews, and now they're now they're like I'm, I'm only sticking with two crews. Like you know, there's so many different things when you are going through it day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year oh, yeah. um, that you figure out. And, and like I said, coming to places like this, networking with other peers and mentors really kind of helps you figure it out and, and really dial stuff in. Yeah. I, I wanted to kind of uh, just touch base real quick. Something you said earlier um, about, you know, how now you refer a lot of the pressure washing stuff out to a friend of yours and you know, you're joking like, you know, maybe you get a kickback one day and all that. And and I, I do a lot of that with all the landscaping work and hardscaping work. I don't do any of that stuff. So if it's anything beyond maintenance, like I'm not ripping out bushes anymore and planting things anymore. Like I just try to focus on the scalable that, you know, um, um, I don't know what the other than scalable, like the, the very routine, you know, what, uh, yeah, like, kind of like what works good for your, yeah, company. right. Yeah. Like, like, like everyone knows how to trim bushes perfectly. They know how yeah. to mow the lawns perfectly. We can aerate and seed like all the regular routine maintenance and not happen to like, yeah. okay. Like I'm, you know, there's this install or that install or this rip out that, right. You know, just things that I've just discovered that I really enjoy doing and, yeah. and it's more profitable for me in my area and things like that. And the equipment that I have and mm-hmm. so everything above and beyond that I refer out to, to, to my point. And, um, of course it'd be great to get kickbacks and all that. But for me, my kickback is the fact that I'm helping my clients yeah, yeah, and it's not, and it's not making them go somewhere else. Like yeah. there's still, we're still doing all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And if they want to do any big landscape projects, well, Hey, I know a guy or, you know, or this or that or whatever. And as long as you, you refer the right people and everyone's happy, then we're all happy, you know, oh, yeah. and, and in ways we can kind of be like subcontractors for our loyal clients mm-hmm. and like, they, they kind of reach out to you anyway, right? Like, hey, do you know someone that can do this or do that or whatever? Yeah. And uh, if, if you do, you do. And when I first started out, I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So I always said no. And I felt bad, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I lost people because they were like, all right, well, and then they found someone that could do everything. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm out, out of clients. So mm-hmm. um, over the years, especially through social media, but just in general, I've tried to make it a point to network with my local peers and, oh, and yeah. try to have someone to refer people so I can say more yes, more yeses to my clients for things that I don't do instead of just saying, no, sorry, you're and just kind of, you're out of luck. Like, oh, yeah. no, I don't, but I know this person or I can refer this person. And yeah. and that really comes in handy. And at, at least the kickback, like I said, is my, my clients are being serviced and, you know, oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about losing them or having make them feeling like they have to figure it out on their own and find somebody, maybe get a bad experience and all that. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to add that part too, because I think that's really important for folks, even if, you know, you don't do pressure washing or want to do this or that, mm-hmm. kind of networking with some folks yeah. uh, like like you are as well and me mm-hmm. to be able to refer that work. So, and, and, and I know it's helped out a lot of the, some of the one particular landscaper 
like he's really helped me out in ways that weren't kickbacks. It was like, hey, my mower broke down. Do you have a backup? Mm-hmm. Hey, can I can I use your Stinger aerator? That's th- those I've heard a lot of you know oh, back yeah, when yeah, they first yeah. came out. Like yeah. I've heard a lot of buzz about that. Can I try one out? And he's got one with the with the box and everything on it, and that thing's a game changer. Like mm-hmm. one guy can just absolutely crush aeration and seeding with one Stinger aerator yeah. with the box, the seed box. So you could just. I love that thing, you know, so he lets me borrow it, you know, and then the next year I'm like, hey, can I rent it? He's like, for you, you can use it. It's fine. Oh, and yeah. Anybody else I would charge him for, it, but you can use it. It's fine. Use yeah. it as long as you need. I don't, you know, we, we got two more. It's fine. Like, that's kind of our backup, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, those are the kind of relationships that you build with people, hopefully, oh, yeah. if you do it right. And he's like, you've given me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of work. You can use the Stinger aerator. It's no big deal. You know, like, he's done a lot of stuff like that. So, um, there's a lot of different ways to get kickbacks is kind oh, of yeah. my, my whole point there. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Neither it's, it's an important thing. And you said, you know, you had to look back into like, what, what you're good at in your, in your company, what you want to focus on, what, what are we good at? And, you know, Corey Ballard, he talks about that a lot on the, you know, on the green God podcast, but you know, and I think me and you both have cooked that over the years and we've kind of, you know, we've kind of like, you know, this is what we're good at. Let's focus on this and scale it from this and, you know, only focus on the mowing or hedge trimming or whatever we're doing. And that's, it's really important that everybody focuses on that because if you try to do so much service and so much all together, it can really burn you in the end part of it, you know, as far as the quality and following up with other clientele, you know, it can really hurt you in the long run, but trying to do too much will you know hurt you in the long run you have to just focus on what we're good at you know and, and do that and that's kind of what i've set my company on from you know last two or three years i've kind of looked into that and i'm like this is just what we're going to focus on right here you know whether it's gravel uh you know in the winter and fall time i usually do some gravel delivery i'll do that and make some money i have a you know seven by 14 dump trailer sitting there you know it's a service you know people always want me gravel delivered that's a, it's a good good you know, profitable way to, to, to do to make some money in the off season of mowing. Hey guys, did you register for the Equip Expo yet? The sooner you do, the less you have to pay. You can use code LCR to save fifty percent. There is also a link in the episode notes to get you there fast. But if you're already on the website, you can just type in promo code LCR to save you fifty percent. Also, did you hear the rally is going to be at the Yum Center at 6 p.m. on Thursday night, the same place where the Third Eye Blind concert is going to be, downtown next to the Galt House. That's right, the Yum Center. They're going to, we're going to have the rally there at 6 p.m., so I hope to see you guys there. That's free, thanks to Echo and all of our other brand partners, like always, but this year it's going to be at the Yum Center, downtown next to the Galt House, where Third Eye Blind concert's going to be. Hope to see you there. Again, link to register for, for the rally and to save 50% off equip registration is all in the episode description. Hope to see you there. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. I realized after listening to a few Toro Tuesdays over the last several months, it dawned on me that I never recorded anything for, I never talked about the, the twin bagger system, the side bagger system on the Toro Multiforce or just the Toro Grandstand for that matter. But since we're focusing on the Toro Multiforce for most, if not all of uh, the Toro Tuesdays so far, because it is a great machine with multiple attachments. Well, technically, the, the side bagger, the twin bagger system is an attachment. Um, it has nothing to do with the, the multi-force itself, 
but it is an attachment. Um, I had one for my grand, my regular grandstand initially, and then I got one for my, I say I got one as if I have two, but I had to get a separate mount for my 52-inch uh, grandstand multi-force because my regular grandstand is a 48-inch and the multi-force is a 52-inch. So because the, the, it's two different decks, apparently there was two different mounts, which is kind of unfortunate because those mounts are pretty expensive. It's like the, it's, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but when I say mount, it's, it's the thing that goes on the side of your chute that, um, it's got like the, the impeller, you know, in there that spins, you know, the belt is attached to the outside and spins it when you engage the blade. So when you're cutting the grass, it's instead of shooting it out the, the side chute, it's shooting it into or sucking it into that, you know, that impeller, that side, um, attachment there that that it goes into and then it shoots up through that into the through the hose into the bags um so that that main unit that you have to put on the side of the chute that's what i had to get a different one for the 52 inch you know i didn't have to get a whole new bag or like a whole i didn't get have to get new bags or hose or or the top or any of that all that's or, or you know the the frame that everything is attached attaches to the mower None of that. I was able to just take all that off of the 48 and um, attach it to the 52. But it's really useful because if you you know if you haven't um, if if you don't know what I'm talking about if you haven't seen it or anything, typically the sit down zero turns have the big twin baggers behind you behind the seat, and that's like the traditional thing. And you can go go along. You can suck up all the leaves in the fall pretty efficiently. You know, the bags hold a lot, you know, when it's going through, if, if you have like the right blades, you know, like the, the, the serrated, AKA gator blades or mulching blades, whatever slang terms you want to call them, but they're not your traditional mowing blades. So they're meant to chop everything up a little bit more. So when you're sucking up leaves, it chops it up a little bit more than just one quick cut and, and shoot it out. It's chopping it up a couple times. So it's smaller pieces and then kind of suck it through and into the bag. So you can hopefully get more into the, the bag by kind of processing, processing it under the deck and cutting it up a little bit smaller. So you can pretty much go over my whole point, depending on how many leaves there are on a yard, you can go over a whole lot of, uh, you can, uh, cover almost the whole yard, depending on the size of the yard, obviously, depending on how many leaves are on that yard. But you can really um, get a lot of get a lot of good cleanup and, and get, leave that nice, finished, clean look on those yards with the bagger system. Now, of course, it has its limits. I've definitely found that myself, but I initially got the bagger unit years ago when I wanted to kind of get back into leaf removal and tackle that for at least my my clients that I already had not to be like a leaf service, leaf removal service for hire by any means, because you get into all kinds of wacky stuff and you need more than just a, you know, bags, a bagger for sure. Um, you need leaf vac and dump trucks and trailers and all that stuff. But um, all I had was the side baggers. Um, and then I would just dump those in my truck bed. And then eventually I realized that it was just easier to just take nice large contractor bags that you can get at some of the big box stores and I, and they literally fit right over the top of the bags that um, the twin bagger bags and you can just put them over and then flip it over and empty everything all in there and pretty much one of those 
bags fills almost the entire contractor bag. So you're good to go. So, and then I would just chuck those in the back of the truck. And at my storage unit, we have a good relationship. It's a good storage unit. They allow me to use, use their water, um, to, you know, to fill up my, my, uh, backpack sprayers and things like that for roundup or spot spraying weeds and stuff. Um, you know, so in moderation, I can use, you know, a, a limited amount of water, um, throughout the week, as well as they have dumpsters for recycling and garbage, and they allow us to use that as well, as long as you don't put a ton of garbage bags in there. And, of course, you have to put the right things in the right places and don't put certain things in there like tires and stuff like that. Um, so they're, they're, they're very good about that. So I make sure that I don't take advantage of that. I follow the rules. And if we're trimming shrubs or, you know, we're doing leaves, I can put in a bunch of bags in, in the in the truck bed. And even if it's like, you know, 10 bags, I might just put a few in at a time um, and, you know, wait for them to wait for the dump truck to come and empty it and then put the rest in there or whatever um, so that yeah, I can get it done. So that, that definitely... Um, it got a little cumbersome in the beginning when I had a lot of leaves and I, and I, and I didn't have a lot of different techniques and experience and didn't have as much equipment as I have now to really take care of the leaves, but it still did the trick. It definitely sucked up the leaves, gave that nice clean finish. Uh, and, and you know, it did the trick, but nowadays I use the twin bagger, you know, I usually put it on in the fall for that reason. And then I keep it on all the way till the spring for what you would call spring cleanups or dethatching, specifically if you're doing stuff like that. So last year I did a lot of dethatching. So you put the dethatching attachment, which is also another Toro Tuesday uh, episode. You put the dethatching attachment on the front of the mower and with the bagger on the side, so you can be you can be raking up all the all of the thatch that's collecting down at the bottom, you know, up right above the soil at the bottom of the grass. Um, blades, and then it's getting sucked up into the bag all in one shot. So you're being super efficient that way versus like if you rent a dethatching machine, you're going all over the property, getting all the thatch up, and then it's just all over the place. And you have to go back over it with a mower and suck it up or rake it all up into big piles and throw it in a, in a bag, garbage bags or whatever, whatever philosophy you want to do there. But this way, with a Toro Multiforce, you can do it all in one shot. You got your twin bagger on the side, a dethatcher in the front, and you just go to town. Um, so I kind of keep the bagger on for all that so I can do fall cleanups and spring cleanups. So it's just really uh, beneficial. And um, like I was starting to say real quick was that it used to just be a sit-down zero-turn thing where they were in the back. And just recently, over the last few years, the stand-on mowers, uh, the, the, these companies have been working on how to do that for the stand-on mowers and putting them on the side and making sure they're balanced and attached and, you know, how, how does that all work? And I think that they've done a phenomenal job. You know, every brand has, like, their own little tweak on it, uh, how it looks, how it functions, how it's attached, but it's all the same basic concept to be able to, utilize your stand-on zero-turn mower to bag just like your sit-down zero-turn mowers have bagged for since the beginning of time. Um, so a lot of innovation, great time to be in this industry and to, to be able to take advantage of all these great all the great machines and, and attachments, accessories that all these brands are coming out with to make our jobs more efficient and more profitable so that we can keep growing and, and, uh, and get the job done. 
So that's the uh, twin baggers there for uh, uh, for for Toro for the Toro Multiforce. And if you want to check out that any further, if you want to see it, you know, and maybe little videos or whatnot, you can click on the link in the episode description. As always, uh, take you to the Toro website, and you can check out the uh, the twin bagger system uh, for yourself. So thank you guys for listening. You were talking about also relationships with some clientele and other business owners. Also have one guy, I'll just say this, uh, Chad Phillips. He mows locally in my area, too. His business is called Cutting Up Lawn and Landscape. And uh, he actually reached out to me about three weeks ago. Uh, he does not have a dump trailer and reached out to me and offered. Uh, he had a bush job. I think he had to rip out some bushes. And uh, he asked me if I could, you know. You could borrow my dump trailer. I said, sure, Chad. I said, anytime you need it, you can just call me, let me know. I said, any way I can help you out, you know, I'm all for it. You know, and any way I can always help anybody out, it's, it goes a long way, especially somebody that's, you know, you, you make, like you said, you make relationships with um, another business owner locally. You know, some mowing guys, you know, me and Chad, I've, ta- I've known Chad for about three years now. And, you know, you, do, you don't get that a lot, you know, and that's what I want to implement more in our industry is guys connecting with, with each other and having good relationships. Because at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to make a good living to provide for our families and, you know, to become successful as, as we can and focus on taking care of the client, the customer. And, uh, you know, so I let him borrow the dump trailer and it helped him in his business. So it made me feel good that I was able to help him make his job easier, you know, and that's that's an important thing at the end of the day, you know, relationships with other business owners and helping them, helping each other out in general is a good thing, you know, and it's it's very important. And, uh, you know, I, I like to carry that on and try to teach other guys to implement that, you know, uh, whoever's listening, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely. That's that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we kind of went backwards on the episode here. So let's kind of uh, let's kind of round out the episode with like your backstory, like, oh. you know, h- how long you've been in the industry, why you got into in the industry and what, what you did before doing all this yeah uh, well it all started i was in high school uh since my sophomore year i got my driver's license um was looking to make some money so uh i looked into i was already cutting maybe three or four yards after school every day um i never knew it would fall into something like what it has become now you know so uh you know junior or senior year in the in the high school uh this is probably about nine eight years ago i say i fall back um, when I was 16, it kind of all started when I was 16 because I could drive, had a license to drive. So um, um, what I did, uh, I graduated high school. I was still mowing probably six or seven people during the time I was in school just to make some gas money and, you know, spending money on the side. So I went on to community college. I was actually going to be a career, have a career in welding. Uh, I went to a local community college for welding for a little bit, um, finished that up, decided, and I was also um, – I was mowing also while I was in community college. I would leave college every day, just about one or two o'clock, and I'd go mow right after school just to keep some money coming in. And it actually, I got the clientele up so much that it, it partially did pay for my, my, I was having to pay for my own schooling at the time. You know, uh, I didn't have the benefits of having college paid for like a lot, you know, thank goodness. But um, I had to kind of pay my way through community college, which is great. And lawn care provided that, you know, for me to to accomplish that. And I was very proud of that. Um, So uh, I finished up school. And then uh, once I decided to kind of venture into lawn care more, it just seemed like I got more and more clientele. And I was like, you know what? I was like, 
you know, welding's a hard trade. It's 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 profit. It's good money. Uh, you do have to travel a lot to in order to make a good living with welding. Um, so I just decided uh, that I would just go full time into into lawn care after college. Uh, it was a great decision at the time. Um, I was making a great income with it, and I uh, kind of decided to venture into that. So I said uh, I took the risk and kind of went into that for a little bit, and also kind of shaped back a little bit. Um, I thought about getting an electrical field, uh, being an electrician. So. Been, wow. Yeah, I kind of, I took a like a turn into that. I was like, well, let me think about this. So I did that. That's the beauty of life, right? Oh, you try yeah. things out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hashtag Naylor. rookie for life. That's, try new things. Yes, sir. That's right, Naylor. Um, so I worked for electrical company, local contractor for about six months. Um, while I was still mowing, when I got off work, I'd have some clients that I'd go mow for. Mow for. So um, it got to a point where I was fixed, I'd draw the line. So... <laughs> I got such <laughs> I got such a clientele built up. Um, my boss, you know, it's either are you going to mow grass or are you going to, you know, you going to be an electrician. Well, I walked in his office one day, Naylor, and I'll, I'll just say that I'll sit down, talk to him about it because I was having to leave. I was leaving at three thirty every day going to mow. So uh, I sat down with him, and at the time, I, I'll be honest, y'all, I was making like twelve dollars an hour <laughs> at the time learning to do electrical work. Wow. Yeah. So. I was sitting there, and uh, he's like, "Well, he's like, we need to know what you're, what you want to do. You know, you can, you're gonna do this, or you're gonna mow grass the rest of your life." Well, the way he said it and kind of worded it to me, kind of, I kind of took offense to it a little bit because, you know, at the time I was mowing grass was just as good income. You know, I was like, "Dude, I was like, I think I'm gonna mow grass the rest of my life." So I told him that, and I walked out the door, and that was back in 2017 so nice so yeah, six um, years going on seven probably yeah it was about seven years ago so i don't regret that at all one bit it doesn't doesn't seem like it <laughs> <laughs> no no it's you know i've been very blessed and uh, i like to try to be very humble to everybody but um the way he said that you know and and i'll say no the one thing i don't like is people looking down on our industry as they think it's not the trade itself um it is a trade um in itself, I don't care who says it's not; they're wrong. <laughs> I don't care. Um, Smiles to the green industry, right? Um, and anybody that tells you that you cannot make a living in lawn care, you just laugh at their face and you just walk away. That's the best thing I can give some good advice. Yeah, to anybody that that just says that to you. I'll, I'll add on to that real quick. There's a yeah. guy in my area that uh, has a huge company. A landscape and lawn care company and he's got a, a really nice boat and his mm-hmm. license plate says grass money oh yeah See? that's what i'm saying <laughs> make people uh, let yeah. people know the deal like i got exactly. this i got this like a hundred thousand dollar boat from mm-hmm. grass money so right. you can just take that and shove it exactly bro <laughs> stick that in your pipe and smoke it yeah. right yeah that's right buddy that's right Naylor. and you know and i don't like to talk about people but when you don't support somebody and what they want to follow and what their dream is I don't, I don't have any passion for people like that that just shut them down, you know, whether it's my sister wanting to do uh, nursing or my, my niece wanting to do, um, you know, whether uh, it's being a lawyer or a doctor, you know. Right. If they want to do that, you know, it's, it's important that you support that person and what they want to do because they get in a, I'll say, a zone 
where they're scared. They don't, you know, there's a lot of people right now that's in that zone coming out of high school because it's the way this economy is right now. It's, it's scary. You know, you need to look at what's, what's being needed service industry wise, health, medical field wise. It's important that you look at all aspects down the road and say, well, what I enjoy doing this every day, I get up and go to work and have fun. You know, me and you can say that we wake up every morning it's exciting to us, me and you. You know, it's like a heart surgeon. It may be exciting to him that he gets to wake up and go work on somebody's heart. That way he can help them live a more successful life. Right, right. You know, it's all in the mindset of what you want to do. And I get a lot of people, not everybody's mind, not everybody's like you, Ben. They're not driven. I'm like, well, I just wish everybody could get that way. And, you know, everybody's got a different mindset of what they want to do and how they're wired. Right. Um, well, everyone's driven by something. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, they should find that and focus on it. And it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean driven by like working, but mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. everyone's driven by something and mm-hmm. focus on whatever that is, yeah. as long as it's healthy, right? Yeah, and yeah. good, good for you, good yeah. for you know the world, and then you can really mm-hmm. live your best life like that. Yeah. And and, and I'm not saying, and, and also you don't need to have like a hundred thousand dollar boat either. Oh, no, no, no. But no, like no. someone can be happy, just you know, I say just, but like you know, mm-hmm. cutting grass for a living, whatever that looks like. Whether that means you have this empire that you created, mm-hmm. that empire could still be you, your family, and you're solo, and you're living your best life, making a hundred thousand a year or whatever it is. Yeah, and you're healthy, everything's great. You know, like Gary Vee has said many times. You know, he knows multi-million dollar owners that are miserable, and then he owns, and then he has a lot of friends that have like a seventy-five thousand dollar a year salary, and they're yeah. happy as can be. That's right. You know, yeah. like so, there's something for everyone. You know, yeah. not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. Some people are better intrapreneurs, mm-hmm. meaning working for someone else or another company and just crushing it and knowing at the end of the day they can just go home and it's not their business that they have to worry about. So yeah. there's different things for different people. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like, but support is key. Oh yeah, <laughs> support is always key. And and I found out that guy wasn't going to support me at all. Like the way he. You know, his attitude was towards me, and I just knew, you know, which I knew in the back of my head. I said, I, you know, I knew the entrepreneur spirit was inside of me from pretty much the day I graduated high school because, you know, you ever get that feeling, you may have known it before you started your company, you can do a lot better than what you're doing. A hundred percent. That's the way I felt. Um, there was something out there, and I finally found it, and it's BNL Services, you know, and that's awesome. Um, and, you know, it's, it don't matter what it is, but, you knew, you know, you go to a nine to five job, and I'm not making this a negative thing towards anybody that works a nine to five. That's fine. You know, like you said, uh, whatever you, they, they enjoy doing, it's fine. But there's some people that can think, well, I can do more than this or I can do better than this, you know, and you know, some people are wired that way and some people aren't, which is okay. That's a good thing. Um, but I knew in my mind I had to, you know, I knew I had to do something else because this wasn't going to get it. So, but. Um, but it's it's a support system, and everybody needs to have a support system, whether it's in your family or whatever. Because I, I come across so many people, Naylor. Even, you know, in the past few months, I've come across so many people that's in college right now. They don't know what they want to do. Their parents are not supporting these their kids. Like, I know kids is my age or younger or a little bit older than me, maybe three years older than me. You know, I had a, a girl tell me that you know, her parents just aren't supporting her. I'm like, what is wrong with them? You know, your parents should always be your key, you know, supportive system or, you know, anybody in your family should always be supporting of whatever you choose to do. And, you know, and, you know, and it's just like coming to this event, everybody's supporting each other, um, making their lives easier, whether it's a software system such as Jobber. Um, yeah. Shout out to Jobber. Yeah. Shout out to Jobber sponsoring yeah. Pod Row. Yes, sir. And, you know, 
it, Jobber makes my life easier every every week. So you use Jobber. So oh, yes, there sir. you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a Jobber user, man. It's uh, it's the only way to go. I know a lot of people. There's a lot of CRMs out there, but right. And and and, and, and again, I think it goes back to different different preferences and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's Jobber is not the only good software. Just like Toro isn't the only good mower. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's all yeah. about personal preference. Yeah. What's in your area? What your experience with them has been, and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jobber for sure is a yeah. is a is a great CRM. Yeah, it is. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, anything that can make your life easier and and more supportive, always take that extra five minutes. Whether it's a friend or somebody you went to school with, that's just in a pinch, you know, in a corner, back to the corner, don't know what they want to do, they're stuck. Always take that extra five or fifteen minutes and, and you know support them and try to figure out you know try to help them any way you can because it's an important it's important to always do that and be supportive. Um, boy, these two over here cutting up like a new pair of scissors. <laughs> the peanut gallery over here. Oh my gosh. Paul, <laughs> oh man, Paul and Pookie. <laughs> oh yeah, Paul and Pookie. Oh. On Paul Row. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but Naylor, man, it's it's uh, it's a great show, man. Like I said, like you said, anybody that's been on the fence about coming here, I believe next year this room they're gonna have they're gonna have to move this probably to a bigger room because it's, it's yeah this year's big. You know, it's crowded in here. Yeah, for um, sure. It's really good. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed part one of my conversation with Ben Naiman from BNL Services. Ben and I have, you know, gotten to know each other a lot uh, over social media, right? On Instagram, you know, we're tagging each other at the gym, workouts, and just, uh, you know, grill gang, just a just lot, lot of fun stuff, which is always exciting to me. One of the many things to be a part of, you know, being a part of this community, this lawn and landscape community, is it's it's beyond that, you know, it's the, whenever you guys, whenever you find commonality with someone else, whether it be going to a live event and you're just chit chatting, you know, like, like the huge convention at pod row. Um, and you know, you just, uh, realize some things that you have in common or whatever, maybe it's working out, maybe it's fishing, maybe it's hunting. Obviously there's a lawn and landscape aspect. That's the, the common, um, denominator there for us, or maybe it's, maybe it's not, you know, at the huge convention, there's pressure washing and Christmas lighting and, some folks, you know, in the landscape industry are starting to get into Christmas uh, lighting, not Christmas tree, <laughs> Christmas lighting. I always say that. I think I said that by accident. But anyway, Christmas lighting. I know Andrew Martinez with the Lone Star Lawn Talk that was uh, behind me here in Pod Row at the huge convention. He um he has been doing Christmas lighting in his business, his landscape business down in Texas. So it's definitely natural progressions to either add those services on or just start a new business altogether. You know, some of these pressure washing guys and girls that we've gotten gotten to know and gotten on the podcast here at uh, Pod Row at the huge convention, they have both a pressure washing business and a Christmas lighting business. And they're both, both of those businesses are individually doing over a million dollars, if not multiple millions of dollars, you know? So rather than like adding um, Christmas lighting onto their landscaping or pressure washing, which for pressure washing probably doesn't make sense that we offer pressure washing and Christmas lighting, you know, one, one, one of our guests actually said, like, he specifically created a different, you know, it's all still ultimately under the same umbrella, you know, like the same company, but they gave it a different, you know, like a doing business as a DBA name. That's, that's one of the reasons why that exists for you to do that, you know, DBA as Christmas lighting, you know, are us or something, you know, Christmas lights are us or whatever, you know, insert the name there so that you can market it that way for everyone to know, oh, this is a Christmas lighting business, even though it's still under the ultimate umbrella of John's pressure washing, you know, LLC or something. No one knows that except, you know, the 
the IRS and, and you and the banks and that kind of stuff. So there's definitely a lot of merit there to have separate companies, but you can also just add these services on, like, like I started saying, and Ben and I didn't really talk about that too much, but we definitely talked about a lot of things. You know, it was the first time really, the first time actually getting on my podcast and, you know, we've only really seen each other in passing and chit chatted here and there, but never really got to sit down and talk. So we went over an hour talking about all kinds of great stuff and um, just, just having a good time at Pod Row at the huge convention. So I wanted to split this episode up into two separate episodes, respect your guys' time. I know it's hard to just sit or do whatever and be able to listen to one episode for over an hour or so and keep your focus and all that. So splitting it up. So stay tuned for Tuesday's episode. And uh, thank you to Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. Uh, thank you to Jobber for sponsoring Pod Row, letting us have this great opportunity to create content for you guys, as well as taking advantage and taking part of the huge convention and learning a lot about pressure washing, Christmas lighting, and um, you know all the different add-ons there we can do um, and collab- cross collaboration and so on. You know, service business is service business, business is business. So there's a lot of overlapping there of knowledge that can be had, and I got a lot of great feedback from those of you that attended. The huge convention telling you know said saying about all the different breakout sessions and keynote speakers and all that just nothing but value so um thank you to the huge convention as well obviously for having us out there and um and putting on a good show so until thursday's episode um this is the lawn care rookie signing off this has been an lcr media and mr producer production